If you love the Black Married and Dead Free podcast, if you get any joy, if we've ever done anything for you, do us a huge favor and go and give us a five-star review on this podcast. Leave us a comment if you like, but that helps our viewership ranking. Peace. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's good, everybody? This is Marcus from Black Mary Death Free, and you are checking out our quick cast. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? This is Marcus, and I'm here with my lovely wife, Shira. And uh, I'm really excited because we have some amazing guests on the show today. Um, We're kind of getting back to our roots, and we're going to be talking about uh, paying off debt because in a crazy time like this, like that is vital, that is crucial. And while we, we like going, you know, talking about next level financial literacy, but this is like the most one of the most important things yes definitely the foundation like it's the cornerstone to building wealth for a lot of us yes so we are happy to have uh william and janelle on the show uh welcome to the show how are you guys doing today doing well glad to be here with y'all absolutely we really appreciate you being on i found you all on social media like Mm -hmm. uh many of us do but I was so excited to see your story and see that you guys paid off, I believe it was $137,000, $137,800. Got to get that 800 in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we, we want to definitely pick your brain on exactly how that journey was for you. Right. But before we dive in, maybe um, if we can take a moment, um, if you could just introduce yourself to our listeners, just you can tell them your name, where you're from, mm-hmm. and yeah. then we'll hop in to the story. Yeah, so I'm Janelle, um, and uh, we live in San Diego, um, so definitely not um, the cheapest place to live to do what we what we did, but um, I am a social worker. I work in a hospital right now, um, in a hospital for, like, women and newborns, um, and yeah, I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and William, you know, same. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist. I got my own private practice here in San Diego, specializing in working with, you know, men, couples, um, but originally from the Bay, you know, so out of San Francisco. um, And like she said, California ain't cheap, but, you know, (laughs) living this dream because I ain't going nowhere else. (laughs) (laughs) I heard that. And that that is one of the reasons why we were excited to talk to you both. Yeah. Um, We 
haven't had many guests who are debt free from California. You right. know, California has it's of, different, right? <laughs> it does. I mean, it's one of the highest, you know, cost of living, you know, in the country. So um, it's definitely amazing to see what you two have done, yeah. especially considering the cost of living here. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, uh, William and Janelle, can you tell us? Um, now we know you all have been married for five years, correct? Four years. Four years. Made four years in July. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's amazing. So now, what was uh, going back to the the dating era? What was what were your conversations about finance, or did you even broach the topic? Like, take us take us back uh, to like when you guys kind of first got together. <laughs> Yeah. So when we first met, he was in grad school and he was just graduating grad school and I was about to start grad school. Um, And I think we both kind of had our own financial journeys at that point. Um, We both had a good amount of student loan debt that we had taken on or were about to take on at that point. Um, And we we hadn't talked about it too much. Um, I think I had a pretty good grip on my finances. I was, I feel like I've always been responsible with money, um, tried not to run up credit cards. Um, So I I had my way of doing things. I definitely have a lot of structure to my finances, but we, (laughs) we didn't um, talk too much about like what that outlook would look like for us both. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, I, you know, the little slight digs is that I didn't have a lot of structure. I had a lot of philosophy around it, gotcha. but not a lot of structure and practice because, like, when we, when I uh, committed to going to grad school, like, I was sitting down. I wasn't working. Like, I was fully uh, bought into that self-development and growing and, and you know, future-oriented. And so when I came out, it was tough times, man. I was riding a bike, yeah. finishing grad school. It was hard times out here, but... Um, you know, the vision was very clear and how we were going to go from there by making those early investments um, and then just making it happen, putting the footwork in after that. Yeah. Right. So while you two were dating, did you ever talk about how you might intermingle your finances? Did you ever talk about like debt or did you did you have those conversations or was that later on? I think I kind of blindsided her. Um at the point of, well, we always talked about like goals and future oriented things, but we never talked about like blending our money until like leading up to marriage, like leading up to wedding. And then, so I think we fully got started. And so, so we got married in July of 2017 and I immediately was talking cause I was already on my um, debt-free pursuit cause I wanted to get out from up under the weight of my um, undergrad, my grad school debt. I was a collegiate athlete, didn't carry undergrad debt. So Grad school hit me and I was like, oh, no, I don't know what this is about. (laughs) And then um, we had the conversations in July and August. And and then we blended in um, September of 2017. And then that's when our debt-free journey really kicked off. Yeah, that's great. So one of the things that Marcus and I like to say is that I came into the marriage with debt. He came into the marriage with debt and together we went into even more debt. So looking at the debt that you two paid off, um, what did your debt consist of? Yeah, so um, we both had, I had both undergrad and grad school student loan debt. Um, We both had cars that we were financing at the time. Um, Also with my um, debt from undergrad, I had some private loans too, which I was not proud of. Um, And definitely like were made it a little bit harder, I would say, Um, those variable loans. Um, We also had some credit card debt, not 
that wasn't the bulk and that we got through that pretty quickly, but we did have some credit card debt to yeah. start as well. Did I miss anything? I think that was most of it. No. Okay. So tell us a little bit about that first conversation. So now you're married and you both come into the marriage with, with debt. Like how, how did you all begin to like approach the topic of like paying, paying off, off debt? Like how did, how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I was not interested. <laughs> I had had a lot of like spreadsheets and structure. Like I knew how I did my budgeting. It was really hard for me at first to even just think about combining finances. This was before we even um, started really tackling our debt, but just to like get our finances together was rough for me at first. And not that I didn't trust him with my money. I think, I think we had a foundation of trust and everything. It was just that I was really set and I knew how I spent my money. And so it was hard for me to think of letting someone else in on that process. Yeah. Um, And so I, like I said, I had a, uh, approach already. So I had like debt payment calculators and printouts and calendars and like what payments now to be, you know, made per month and one day I'd be out of debt. And then, so I just started, um, I'm the type that I can do math in my head mm-hmm. and she needs to see the work. And so like, I had to get on board with those spreadsheets and type things and then like give her enough insight. So she would feel comfortable in like what the plan was going forward. And so finding all these different things like undebted um, and different type calculators so she can see it and she can play with it and, and um, really feel comfortable to her own. Yeah. Yeah. And we, you know, we talk about that's similar to our situation. It's like, I can see it in my mind, you know, and Shire needs to see it tangibly, you know, for it to make, you know, make her feel more comfortable, you know? So I think that's really cool how you did that. Now, William, I'm going to kind of ask you to put on your marriage and, uh, family therapist hat here so we get this question a lot um when one spouse wants to do something and another doesn't and they just can't seem to to make that work like you know one spouse wants to pay off debt and the other is like comfortable right with how it's what 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 do you think how should they manage that what what is the best way is it is it cool to bring a third party in sometimes you know and get maybe get a therapist definitely i mean Finances are one of the, you know, primary reasons for divorce, you know, whether people keeping stuff secret um, or, you know, dissension in the relationship. And so um, patience, leading with patience, leading with understanding, like Janelle spoke to, um, trying to understand each other's money mindsets um, and understanding like, yo, we in this for life. Like we just got married. Like I'm not pressed about it. Um, And so preserving like the one thing is that we preserve our attachment, the relationship between us above all else. Yeah. Um, and so like not losing that because of any dollars, um, any plans. And so, but I'm very black and white. Janelle will say that. Um, she will attest to that. And I had to operate in the gray. So like, I was very clear about like my style, how I wanted to go about it, like mm-hmm. taking on high interest loans first and like where she needed to feel good and see some zeros. I was like, I don't care. Like <laughs> maximizing this. <laughs> Right, and so right. there were tough moments in that, but there's a lot of patience, right? And a lot of hard conversations and a lot of people like um, don't lean into. Mm. And so it's like, don't avoid, like get to understand what your styles are and know when you need to pursue your partner, know when you need to fall back, know, you know, know what your language is like and how yeah. to bring awareness to when, you know, like you're not feeling loved in the ways in which, you know, somebody's communicating something to you. Um, 
uh, why explain why this is really important to me and how you know this is love not no like manipulation mm -hmm. ways but like really like why this is tied to how i feel cared for wow uh, man, that's that's that's, that's a, knowledge man. exactly and Good i stuff. like how you said preserve the relationship because i think that debt and like finances as you said is a is it's huge it's a huge part of a relationship and it can take a toll when folks don't see eye to eye but we need to preserve yeah. the relationship so i like how you how you brought that out because that's so important especially in our community yeah yeah, yeah. Now you all kind of touched, you kind of touched on strategy there, uh, William, but can you all get into, you know, what was your, your main strategy or some of your strategies to paying off your, your debt? I feel like we had a few, Janelle was real clever and coming up with different ideas. You go <laughs> ahead. Um, I mean, I think where he, where we started was kind of what he was talking about. He really wanted to pay off the highest interest rate loans, um, kind of coming from a, I think we call it that the avalanche method, I think it's called, but yeah, so starting with the higher interest rate loans to kind of in the long term bring down the amount that we're paying in interest, um, <clears throat> which I think is overall the strategy that we took. But there were times where, again, I really appreciate him being flexible with me because I could see that it was like a small loan. It's like, we can do this this month. Like, just let me do it. And we would do that sometimes. Like I, if I wanted to just pay off the like a small loan, he, he was fine with it. Um, but we also at different times kind of had to change our approach. Like um, at the beginning of 2020, this is actually pre-pandemic even, um, Will lost his job. And so our bigger picture kind of became at that point, we need to lower our payments as much as we possibly can. So at that point, we um, were looking at which loans are kind of the highest amounts that we're doing, that we're paying right now. Um, which at that point it was our cars. And so we very quickly and within a couple of months were able to pay off our cars um, with savings and things like that. And then um, that kind of put us in a better financial place being on one income at that time. So I think it had to evolve over time with kind of where what our circumstances were in the moment. Um, but our, our general theory was trying to like on the back end, like save as much interest as we could um, to get us to that that endpoint sooner. Right. That's, that's great. great. And so as you were going through like the debt payoff process, of course, life happened. Mm -hmm. And so what kept you motivated beyond, you know, getting a monthly bill, you know, from the student loans, you know, and the, the car payment folks, you know, what kept you going? What kept you motivated? And how did um, paying off debt fit into your long-term vision as a couple? Um, I think like she, she brought up, so like I always had my private practice and want to be clear, like this wasn't a side hustle, it was more like a passion project and that like I got to work with who I wanted to work with and then I had an agency job and then um, we sat and prayed after I lost that job and God was like, nah, this is where you need to be at, you know that, and so leaned into it. Um, but a part of that is the first thing I did when I got home was look at our budget. Right, because we we'd had our numbers, we put it all in monthly, and so ultimately the security and safety, like or the comfort of knowing our finances, knowing what's going in, knowing what's coming in, and then before I even had to you know break the news to her, I already saw like how we could do it on one income, and so just the comfort we had from that with what we had in reserves, and then I think um, for me it was always like I'm not trying to go when I was working in an agency, I'm not trying to go to nobody trying to get another raise. It was like this is an immediate raise once we all we get these monthly payments off our back. Yeah, right. Man. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I also think something that kept us going through it, though, was flexibility. Like, Mm -hmm. we did not, um, I know some people say, like, go gazelle intense, where we were just, like, like zero-based budget every single month. Like, everything extra goes to debt. Um, We did that a lot, but also, like, we made, like, weddings and trips and graduations and different things that we wanted to do with seeing family we made that a priority for us because i know for me particularly i know will said he can be very black and white and if that's the direction he's going like he can go all for it but i know for me i needed a balance between like the things we wanted and our goals like this goal too um like but the the life things that came up along the way um and i think just keep maintaining that balance throughout it really helped me to remain motivated it. Yeah. And as far as, you know, just make it in California, like it was going to be a huge thing being in the helping profession, being service oriented, like Janelle's a social worker. I'm a marriage and family therapist. It's not a big bank field unless you're getting into the private sector, you're doing the private speaking, you're doing the consultations and all of that. And so when I was, I was initially working in a nonprofit working in juvenile corrections and you know, there's a cap on that. And so one of the ways that we could gain control of our money was by getting out of debt and, you know, not having to be beholden to a large salary, right? Because, you know, and we, all that money's coming into us and we get to direct where it goes. Exactly. Yeah, and I think with our long-term goals, like we want to be able to stay in San Diego and we want to live where we love. And we also want to do what we love. You know, we want to be able to take jobs that maybe aren't the highest paying, but like fulfill us and, and really give us a sense of purpose. And a big piece of that was needing to pay off our debt to be able to maintain that. Yeah, that's that's amazing. And, I, you know, so many things come to mind when you guys, you know, speak. But the main thing that, popped in my head is like living in this state right so being able to because we see so many we see like the mass exodus and people like being forced to go move to you know like i seen a meme that says that you know we a lot of people in california moving to texas and, and georgia and it's like no i'm not doing that you know i'm gonna make it happen here i'm gonna enjoy this weather <laughs> right? and i know it's lovely down there in, in san diego so uh, i think that's really great yeah great. we we talk about that a lot. Um, we've known folks that have left the state and some have returned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, ha- have you seen that in, in your area? Are people moving or, or, or not so much where you're at? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we've lost some, I shouldn't say we lost, but um, so we've had some close friends move out for their own reasons. Um, and, you know, justifiably, like practically, I, I can see that. I can yeah. understand that. Yeah, right. Yeah. But for the things that we value and that we desire for ourselves, it's like, nah, we're going to make it work. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, we've we've made a visit to the South mm-hmm. and I like it in other p- parts of the country. I like to go and I I like to eat and I sometimes I, you don't get that Southern <laughs> food how you want it right where I'm at. Right. You know, right. But, you know, um, but I, I think that we might be lifers in California yeah. too. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see yeah. if these fires clear up. But anyway, um, so, but another thing that um, you all brought out is that you made um, time to still participate in things that you enjoy. And I think a lot of people think that when you're paying off debt, that you have to suffer, like you're going to suffer through it. Yes. Granted, you will make sacrifices, but it doesn't mean that, um, that your lifestyle has to just go down the drain, you know? So yeah. it's, it's, it's great that you all were able to kind of find that balance as you were going through your, your debt payoff journey. 
So, I think about, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Mark. No, go ahead, Will. I think about the ways in which, like, we started to find money by being um, real intentional and real critical. Janelle, like, so we're real intense, right? We, Janelle inserts every um, expense, transaction. every transaction in our spreadsheets, right? And then she's got this whole category system where it's like, you see the variance and like what the projected income was and what the outgoing, the, the actuality of that is. And so you start to see like, all right, where can we pull back at? Where can we gain more money? Um, and so further gr growing more, um, control of our finances in that sense and realizing like oh, okay um we can give money to the things that we truly value like and see where this um excess is just going away and we're like oh, i don't know that i would have wanted to if i would consciously have looked at it like that yeah yeah absolutely i mean i i, I love you know going to starbucks you know but <laughs> when we, we, we were paying off a debt you know you you take a snapshot of what you're actually spending money on and this is like i don't really feel right about spending it on this or that and th those things don't become enlightened if you don't ever look at it you know and i, mm -hmm. I think that that's that's key and I, I think that's really cool that you guys put everything in a spreadsheet and it's, it's, it's before you because you can make better decisions uh when you're able to see things more clear so i think that's yeah. great yeah i think a lot of people are hesitant to make a budget mm -hmm. you know i had a um, friend who says a budget is like your money on a diet um and yeah so i mean for us we did kind of like allowance like look this is the money that you have for the week mm -hmm. and if you can spend on whatever you want but try not to go beyond right. beyond this so like what strategies do you all use to kind of stay within your budget or um, what, what are tips that have, or things that have worked for you all? You want to break down the different accounts and buckets? Yeah, so I, I think one thing that we did, did is we had allowance as well. We have um, an allowance that we can spend freely, which again, I think that kind of speaks to that balance that we had, that like we did have some money that we didn't necessarily have to account for as closely. We could spend it how we wanted. Um, but I think another thing that helped us a lot was just being able to save in advance for things. So we didn't have a lot of things that were like, popping up on us that we weren't expecting. So uh, like having a lot of sinking funds. So whether that's for vacations that we had coming up or expenses that we don't have every month, like for our car registration or our like licensing fees for both of our fields or different things that like we know are coming, but um, we're not having to like last minute budget for these things. Um, because we forgot about them this month or something. We look at, I think like planning out our finances in advance is something that helped us a lot. So we know what to expect. And that doesn't mean that emergencies don't come up. We also had a fund for that. Like we have, like we know where we can pull that money from if something comes up at the last minute that we have to draw from. Right, and we definitely had those experiences um, throughout our journey, right? Where there was a point in time where Janelle was flying home every six weeks. Uh, just to be with family at a time and you know we were quickly able to look at the budget and see all right how can we make that happen you know fortunately southwest you know it's only you know you get them uh time yeah. <laughs> you know? um, and you know different things like that but um because we had a grasp of when these things came up we knew our money right and like a lot of people know how much they make and generally the money spent before it hits mm -hmm. and so um gaining regaining control of like all right directing our money where we wanted to go yeah yeah that's right that's, that's wonderful and so um after you paid off your debt can you 
talk to us a little bit about how that has um, impacted your life yeah. and your relationship? Yeah, I mean, I think it's, I think the biggest thing that it's done for us is give us a sense of like, we can like do what we want. Like, you know, like we can, and, and that we can achieve like goals that felt really unattainable for us at the time. I think it's really empowered us um, with our finances to achieve even bigger goals in the future. Um, and so I think it's really just been a huge mindset shift for us um, overall. And I think, um, it's only been a few months now, really. And, and we haven't changed much. Like, I mean, we did allow ourselves to like do a little extra spending, especially on food. We're definitely foodies down here. San Diego food, like is amazing. And <laughs> so we, we like allowed ourselves to be relaxed for a little bit, but we're kind of back to really our, our goals and our, our budgets and spreadsheets that we've had and, um, working toward new goals, really saving at this point. Um, and like investing in our retirement to a, a larger extent and things. So um, I think it's really just like pushed us to dream a little bit bigger for ourselves, um, which I, I think is cool. And I think it just like, is helping us look at, like start to reframe what our long-term goals are for us and get excited about what the future holds for sure. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, I, I think that's amazing. And I was curious, you know, what are your your what's next for for you all you know if you don't mind giving a little insight into you know future goals and things like that yeah we're currently we're working on our emergency savings um so getting you know six months of emergency savings stacked up um and then from there like eventually trying to get into this housing market like we rent unfortunately um you know it's at a price that works for us and allows us to continue doing those things and i guess that's one of the strategies that i also missed was like choosing where we chose to live um, it's in a desirable market, but it's not the most modern place, right? Like I ain't trying to stunt for nobody. Like right. this is where we sleep, this is where we live, and this is how we choose to make home and it's comfortable. Um, but it's also like we're not shelling away like half our income just to rent. Right. Um, because like we know this ain't the end goal. Like we want to own something, we want to have our own spot. And so getting back on plan with that as well and looking at how to break into this market, um, because that is something that we want. Um, so emergency savings, home savings, um, and as well as like vacations, man, we've been, yeah. we've been stuck in California for too long. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I know the feeling, man, man, this is wonderful. This, this has like been a great, uh, a great sit down. Shire. Yeah. So, um, a word of advice. So anything that you can share for folks who are on this journey, I know we, um, hear from folks that tell us, you know, we listen to you as we go through our journey. And so as they listen to us, they're also hearing from you. So is there like a tip or a takeaway or word of encouragement that you can share to someone that is um, in the journey, in the midst of it, or um, considering starting a debt-free journey? Yeah. I think one piece of advice I would have is not coming from this from like a scarcity mindset of what you're gonna lose or what you won't have um, as a result of, of pursuing like paying off debt, but like uh, looking at it as what you're going to gain and how you'll grow from it. Because I think it's a lot more than just like what you have to pay toward debt every month. It's really about um, the skills and the control you're gonna gain over your money as a result of it. And so I think it's really looking at it from like how you're gonna grow just, I think as a person and like financially as as a result of the journey. And 
um, the first line on my tattoo says, give what you want now for what you want most, right? And so that's thinking with the end in mind and ultimately what you want, what it looks like to get there um, and keeping that at the forefront. So I just keep it as simple as that, give what you want now for what you want most. Um, and being reminded of that, you know, putting up, you know, post-its or whatnot. Like I, I was big on affirmations and writing on mirrors and, and you know, keeping the goal in front of me um, because it gets hard at times where it's just like, you see people taking vacations, you wonder how, and it's like, I know, I know how people doing it. Like, yeah. <laughs> We're paying a vacation every month toward death. Like we could have done it, but that's not where we chose to put our money. Right. And, 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 you know, um, like, Keeping your um, lifestyle low for the time being, knowing that this is an investment in your future. Um, and we don't live in FOMO. Like, I'm big on delayed gratification. Um, and so, like, I'm going to touch that. You know, if God's put it on my heart, he's put it on my vision. Like, are we going to get that? Um, and so, like she said, not, you know, operate from a scarcity mindset. Right. That's And that's so important to have that mindset shift that it's not for someone else, but it's for me. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that is really powerful. And then also the affirmations, like we use those as well. Mm-hmm. We had a little, I'm about to call it a ghetto board. But anyway, we <laughs> had a board up where we would write these things that just seemed, these goals that just seem so big. But when yeah. your mind sees it, um, you it's you start to figure out a way mm-hmm. to, to make it happen. And, and it yeah. becomes big. And then all of a sudden it's like, wait, I can do this. Mm-hmm. It becomes smaller right. smaller. And next thing you know, the Next thing you know, you've actually done it. So it's really um, important to speak positively over your life, to have those goals, to use your words, to empower yourself, to encourage yourself, to encourage your spouse. And so I think there's been a lot of good nuggets and good takeaways from our conversation today. I'm really um, excited that we had the opportunity to connect with y'all. And if we're ever in San Diego. Yeah, we definitely would love to connect. Yes. (laughs) If you're ever in Northern California, you know, hit us up, you know, um, because we know a couple of good food spots. I'm not sure if it's, you know, San Diego level, but we got to, you know, we got a couple of eateries. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely catch you in. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So how can people connect with you? So I um, am on Instagram. Mine, it's Janelli123 is my name. And for you. Back squats and burritos. Um, B-A-C-K-S-Q-U-A-T-S-N burritos. B-U-R-R-I-T-O-S. Yeah. We'd love to touch base with y'all. That's not my professional site. So. That's what oh, I'm yeah. talking, giving my therapy space. Like, nah, we only strict talking business over there. <laughs> right, right. Man, well, we really appreciate it, uh, William and Janelle. Thank you so much for being on the show. And uh, we thank you all for checking out this episode of the Black Mary and the Deathry podcast. Till next time, this is Marcus with my lovely wife. Shira, and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.